Hey folks, this is Beverly Houston Fisher with Balanced Living. Thank you for joining us for our podcast today. We are with Cynthia Dunself and our subject matter is astrology. Cynthia is an incredible intuitive tarot reader and a metaphysical teacher. She will be enlightening us on how astrology impacts our daily life as well as the world around us. Good morning, Miss Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited about talking about astrology and what it mean, meant to you and how it can play out in our lives as human beings and on this planet. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. It's exciting to be here. <laughs> I've been so blessed with getting to work with you at so many different functions and places. So I always love when we can get together and share our energy. It's, it's, it's such a blessing. So. Oh, thank you. I feel the same way. So I know that we're, we're talking about astrology today. Now, how did you originally find your way to astrology? It's something I've been interested in since I was a kid, actually, believe it or not. Um, I think I got my first astrology book when I was like 13 or 14 and I've been casually, I say casually because I am not an astrologer per se. Um, there's still so much, even after 50 years of um, casually studying, uh, there's still so much more that I don't feel proficient in, especially all the, all of the angles and math and stuff. Not my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's something. I I'm similar. I think I was probably about 13 or 14 when I first got my little astrology magazine or <laughs> the little handbook that you try to decipher and you know, you're like, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." But then trying to put it all together like you're saying the mathematics and the alignment and you know, okay, the ellipticals are different on certain planets, so we might not see them for a long time and there's just so much and the more you learn, the more you're like, Phew, there's so much more. So. Exactly, exactly. So now what is your favorite aspect of astrology? What, what do you feel most comfortable with? Uh, well, I don't know. I, I, I work a lot with the natal charts. Um, and then the, the current solar returns are always interesting, too, uh, to see where things are meeting up with the natal chart. But the natal chart is probably, you know, where everybody starts. And uh, there's a couple of really good sites that you can get free natal charts done. Uh, so anybody who's interested should definitely start with that. And what would be one that comes to mind just, just while we're talking about it? What would be a good, you know, a free website or whatnot? I know I use... Go ahead. Cafeastrology.com. That's the one I use the most. Yeah. I think you, I think you led me to there once before and I found it very interesting as well. I've been using astro.com for a long time. Right. That's another good one. But, um, you know, I don't know about the cafe astrology. Is there a membership? Because I know with astro.com, no, it's free. It's free. 
Yeah, astro.com, you can do a lot on there for free. And Thursdays, they always kind of leave it open so you can explore everything. So I think that's a wonderful way, too. But I I like the Cafe Astrology sounds a lot more approachable for everybody. Well, the the natal charts are free. I think some of the other charts, uh, there's small fees for them, like five bucks, you know, Mm -hmm. like relationship charts or the solar returns. So now that you brought that up twice, the solar return. So what would be the easiest way to explain what that is for a, a lay person? A solar return is basically a picture that you can get for any point in time. So most people do solar returns for their birthdays because then it is looking at where, what it, the, where the stars are, where the planets are right now, in comparison to where they were when you were born. But you could do a solar return for any day. Okay. And so then as they, as the planets are in these different positions, are they more impactful as they get closer to alignment with your natal chart? Definitely. It's called the conjunction when they're conjuncting or basically landing on the same spot that they were in your natal chart. It's very significant. Um, probably the most significant one is what they call is the Saturn return. That happens a couple of times in our lifetime uh, because Saturn takes 27 years, 29 years uh, to go around uh, the sun. So the first time is in your late 20s, early 30s. And that is significant because that's usually when we're breaking away from family and trying to figure out who we are. And then the second Saturn return um, is kind of after we've done our work, it's closer to when we're retiring. And so we're looking at how we want that third act to go and what lessons we've learned or not learned, <laughs> as the case may be. What we still may need to pay attention to. <laughs> yeah, Saturn, is our, Saturn shows us what we need to learn. He's our, our teacher. Okay, so depending on where Saturn is when you're born, then that's what you're looking for that time that it comes back to that exact location. Yes. And the, the first Saturn return is usually a kind of a crisis point because it is sort of the breakdown of who you thought you were. So depending on what house Saturn is in is usually where the, the emphasis is. So like say, for example, it's in the sixth house of health. You may have a, a health crisis that you really have to then look at um, how you see yourself, what your habits, your health habits are, uh, what really needs to change. Wow. Like, you, like we were saying, there's so many levels, right? Because here we're first exactly. we're looking at the planets and then, okay, now which house is that in? Because now that's one that I, I just can't seem to get it clicked in my brain, which one is which. So I have to look up the houses a lot. I'm getting exactly. my, I've got a crazy chart. I think you've seen it. So it's yeah. its own special mix. But yeah, and then there's all the houses. So that might be a little deeper delving. <laughs> so this is what, how I, I explain it. Um, the cast of characters are the planets, right? And then the roles are the signs. So you've got sun in Taurus, it takes on a certain role as opposed right. to sun in Scorpio or something. Um, so you've got the cast of characters, you've got the roles, and then you've got the setting, which is the houses. So wherever they're playing is how they're uh, 
the background or the uh, the focus. It's the theme of the <laughs> the theme of the scene. <laughs> exactly, and then the aspects, squares, conjunctions, all of that is kind of the plot. Got it. Wow, it's. I think that's a beautiful way to look at it. I I, I really do because that helps kind of narrow down the main. Well, the main actors, I guess. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, the main they components. have a category, right? <laughs> exactly. And then, well, of course, now with each of the houses, I imagine there's different characters <laughs> that that make those react even stronger, correct? Well, each house has a natural ruler, Um so like the first house is the natural ruler of that is Aries. So if you think of Aries individuals, they're uh, individuals, they're strong personalities, they're leaders. And so it, it makes sense that that is what would rule the first house. And the first house is basically uh, who we are. It's our identity. So, uh, so if you've got strong placements in the first house, then there's a, a lot of emphasis on your personality and who you are. Wow. See, so that's amazing. That's amazing. And I mean, I know that you, you've taught classes on this, correct? I know you've sure. teach some of my students as well. Um, do you see the looks on people's faces when it starts to click? I mean, it's... Oh, oh definitely. It's, it's so much fun. They go, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a, a teacher that has a whole lot of uh, things in the third house of communication, or the ninth house of higher learning. You know, it, it just makes sense. Oh, yeah, no wonder I was drawn to this this occupation. Yeah, it's like we almost need to learn this in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be helpful. <laughs> and honestly, we're so much more receptive before seven anyway. So if we just, you know, if we do the days of the week, the calendar of the year, and then we get into, you know, all the astrology and just help them line up. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> we need to make some kid astrology cards or a simple book. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. <laughs> oh, you've made tarot cards before. You've done art for cards before, yes? No, no, I ha no, I, no, it's it's a project that I've thought about off and on over the years, but you know, that's 78 paintings, so it, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> not today. <laughs> no. More time than I, I, I there's too many already beautiful decks out there, yeah, yeah. And then, have you found a connection with the tarot and astrology? Oh, sure especially in the major arcana, uh, each card has uh, a, a planetary influence, most definitely. Uh, probably the one that stands out the most for me is um, Saturn, which again is our teacher, uh, is the devil card. Because there the, you devil, go. the devil represents our, our um, self-imposed limitations, our restrictions, right? Right. So that's the energy of Saturn. It's also that reckoning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, looking at what's going on, what you've done, where you're at, right? Sure, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very interesting. Well, I know you worked out some information for what's going on in the heavens today. Would you like to go over what you found? Oh, sure. Um, 
So yesterday was the first quarter moon, which is considered, they call it the crisis moon. Uh, and the reason for that is because the sun and the moon are squaring when there's a first quarter moon and squares are tension. So uh, this is looking, this could be whatever started on the new moon, um, your first challenge in making sure that that, uh, that project or uh, whatever you initiated uh, is going smoothly. It could be the first kind of bump in the road uh, in making sure that it's manifesting. Um, the moon is in Leo. Yeah, I, I think for a few more hours. Um, and the sun is in Taurus right now. Um, we had a lot of planets shifting this week. Uh, Venus moved into Taurus. Everything's uh, kind of Taurus energy right now. The sun moved into Taurus on the 19th. Venus moved into Taurus on the 14th. Uh, Mercury also moved into Taurus on the 19th. And Uranus has been there and will be there for a couple more years. So that's four, the, the sun and three planets in wow. Taurus right now. So that's a lot of Taurus energy. Uh, Taurus is ruled by Venus. So this is uh, getting back to the physical grounding, uh, what is important to us uh, physically. Uh, this also rules finances. So um, Taurus, Taurus's motto is slow and steady. So this is a good time to review your finances, review your physical environment, your physical body, uh, and seeing what, you know, where the shifts maybe need to happen. Um, so Venus and Taurus is where it likes to be because it rules Taurus. So Venus is very happy here and wants you to eat good food and take long naps and, you know, dig your toes in the dirt. That's all uh, Venus and Taurus stuff. Um, this is, um, you know, massages with your significant other, really nice, like I said, good food, good meals shared together. Um, Mercury in Taurus is a little bit different. Um, this goes from Aries, uh, Mercury and Aries wanting to uh, get everything done and talk about it and all the ideas flowing to now slowing down a little bit and being a little bit more practical, uh, looking more for information rather than just, you know, spinning the wheels. Um, so take advantage of that um, Mercury and Taurus energy. Uh, Mercury is, this is gonna be more down to earth thinking because Taurus is that earth sign. Um, so that's a nice energy to work with. Um, the sun, of course, uh, in Taurus is also asking us to kind of ground ourselves and look at our physical environment. Um, <clears throat> the shadow side of Taurus, though, can be possessiveness and bullheadedness. So don't get dig your heels in just because. <laughs> just your toes. <laughs> yes, that's it. Um, let's see what else. Uh, on the 22nd, tomorrow, Venus and Uranus are conjunct, which means they are, they are meeting up in the sky. And Uranus in, uh, in Taurus um, is a, basically what we've seen over the past year or so with changes. Uranus is the planet of uh, revolution and change and uh, technology. 
uh, look at Zoom and all of these, these techno technology platforms that we are using on a daily basis now. Uh, that's all Uranus energy. Uranus is making us look at what needs to change. So uh, Venus meeting up with Uranus could be some uh, unexpected developments uh, in relationships or health or finances. So tomorrow, you know, uh, try to be a little low key maybe. So that, or just expect the unexpected. That's probably yeah. the better way to put it. But it can also be really creative because Uranus is the innovator. Uh, so th this could be fun and spontaneous and, and uh, hopefully that's the way it goes, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's also great with Mercury also in, in Taurus. This is really good energy for networking and meeting people uh, over the next few days. And then- wow. uh, Go ahead. And then on the 23rd, Mars, which is our planet of action, um, move, is moving into from Gemini into Cancer. And Mars doesn't really like to be in Cancer. Mars is a fire sign and Cancer is water. So uh, it gets a little cranky. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, probably. <laughs> so, we, and Mars and Cancer can make us a little defensive or a little more aggressive than usual. Uh, well, let's, it's more defensive than aggressive. Uh, Mars and Aries would be aggressive. Uh, but this is more uh, getting your feelings hurt or um, feeling like you need to justify everything. So- I would say uh, more emotional because of the water. Exactly, yeah. Um, our moods will definitely control our actions. And uh, let's see, it's there until June. So long wow. haul for that one, yeah. yeah. We should take a little slide and pass that around on Facebook because people need, I mean, it'll be a lot easier if, if people know. So it's not like they're just like, where is this coming from? Right. I mean, right. cause that's the thing we, we have all this happening and we get so caught up in our day to day. Not all of us sit down and look at our stars all the time to make sure we're on alignment. But, you know, sometimes it just takes a little reminder. This is going to be one of those times where we just really need to take a deep breath, make sure we're exactly. in the present. <laughs> you know. Exactly, because there's also uh, some influences with Saturn, uh, with both Venus, Mercury, and the Sun. Um, and, you know, Saturn, again, is restrictions and boundaries. So this could be some sort of reality checks, kind of like the 25th through the end of the month. Um, there could be some power struggles, challenges, that sort of thing. Um, the sun is conjunct with Uranus between April 30th and May 3rd, and that can be some sudden changes. Uh, this can also be things like uh, earthquakes and uh, volcanoes and things like that. Oh, so, real tension. Exactly. Um, so it's best to avoid making major decisions between the 30th and May 3rd if you can avoid it. Okay, because of that, that uh, Uranus energy. Um, Pluto is also on the 27th, uh, stationing retrograde. So what retrograde means is that from Earth, it looks like the planet is moving backwards in the sky, which is, of course, an impossibility, but it's, it's a, a, an optical illusion. But when planets move backwards or go retrograde, 
they're retracing their steps, they're revisiting energy. So um, the mercury goes retrograde two or three times a year. And that's our communication snafus and, and uh, you know, when I say communication breakdown. Um, yeah. When Pluto goes retrograde, it stays retrograde for a while. Um, it's retrograde in Capricorn. And you'll really feel when it's when it changes directions is when it has actually the most influence, but like five days before and five days after. Uh, and Pluto is the planet of endings and transformations. So this could bring endings and transformations into your life. And that's on the 27th. So just be aware, you know, again, those five days before. So from today uh, until what would that be like the third of May, that there could be some major shifts going on. And this could be both personal and planetary um, worldwide. Um, it's a critical time. Um, so just be mindful, you know, and uh, aware of where your energy is, because of course your energy influences your environment. Um, I wanted to mention also that I do follow some really good astrologers for people, like you say, who um, don't want to look up all the stuff themselves. There's a couple of really good astrologers out there that um, I would highly recommend following. Okay, let's go ahead and I'll write them down. Okay, the, the first one, her name is Tish Aitken, and that's T-I-S-C-H, and her last name is A-I-T-K-E-N. She does tons of YouTube videos. Uh, she's so knowledgeable. Um, the second one is Chani Nichols, and that's C-H-A-N-I, and N-I-C-H-O-L-S. Okay, and is she on uh, YouTube as well? Uh, no, but she's on Facebook. Okay. And she and she does a, a newsletter. Um, and then one of my favorite astrologers that I've followed for a long, long time uh, is Ralphie Finn. And she has a website called AquariumAge.com. And hers is very, um, very spiritual based. I love her astrology. Awesome. And then another one on Facebook that is really good to follow is, is Astro Butterfly. I don't remember what her name is, unfortunately, but, it, but her, website, her Facebook page is Astro Butterfly. And I think she also has a website. Wonderful. Yeah, but they I all think... do weekly little things. Or, um, so they're, they're good places to check in if you want to know what the energy is. That's awesome. Yeah, I think there's just so much I can see. I mean, we kind of know what we're looking for and we have an idea of what we're trying to dig deeper into, but I can see how this could be very overwhelming to anybody just want kind of really walking into it. Sure. And it's Definitely. like there's so much. There's, I mean, at least when we started, there was only so much we could find it at libraries or on magazines or something. But now it's just, you know, how it is. And sometimes it's easier when you only have three choices than 2003. <laughs> I remember my first astrology book had a little cutout in the back of the, the 12 houses that you filled in by going to an ephemeris and looking up each planet on the day you were born so that you could, you could do your chart. Yeah. And now it's in instantaneous with technology. 
Yeah, if you know where you were born and what time and your right. date, you can nail it. Yeah, the, oh, my gosh, even now, even having an idea what the ephemeris is, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I'm just going to, no, let me look it up here because it's just so much. And I can totally get how people would want to do it all by hand. It just makes it that more magical and, and, and personal. But, you know... Again, with the time management that we have nowadays, it's fabulous that we can just go to a site and it'll, you know, exactly. have it ready. I think that somebody who's just sort of starting out may just want to uh, maybe follow the moon, what the moon is doing, because the moon uh, changes every couple of days. And so the energy shifts every couple of days. Uh, and then there's even um, a, a sort of a, a period of time when the moon is not making any aspects and it's getting ready to change signs, it's called void of course, right? Uh, which is kind of a uh, retrograde energy in a will, if you will. So by knowing when the, what the moon is doing, uh, it's such a personal planet that that could be a, a great way for a lot of people to start um, paying attention to the skies. I, I think that is just one of the best things that you could recommend. And I know personally, it, as soon as you start paying attention to the moon, it changes your connection in being present. Because Most you can definitely. start seeing it transition. And, and all of a sudden, if you look up and it's half and you just started, you're like, where did that week go? So it really kind of brings, oh, okay. And it's, I, I absolutely, it's the one thing that we have to look at most of the time. Right, unless exactly. the covering or whatever, and even when the you get the full moon, and then all of a sudden you don't see the full moon, you don't see the moon at night. Now you see it in the morning, and it's just these little shifts, like you're saying, that constant exactly. reminder that it's all flux and flow, and and right. I yeah, and as far as working with a planet, I think, well, you know, the moon is an amazing gift to work with in the heavens because it is, it's so gentle, it really exactly. is. And, and so, of course, when the moon is in earth signs, that's a good time for planting. And But depending on whether it's waxing or waning, whether it's planting above ground or below ground. Yeah. <laughs> All the levels. But again, that's as soon as you start. Okay, first I'm just going to follow it in the sky. And then, yes, you start learning about, oh, the best time to cut your hair if you want it to grow. Cut your hair if you don't want it to grow. <laughs> I mean, there's so many levels. But it's exactly. amazing. And, yeah, it's, God, what a... What a sweet source of magic the moon is. That's for oh, sure. most definitely. I'm Cancer, so I'm ruled by it. So yeah, <laughs> I have a, an affinity for the moon. For sure, for sure. And there's just so many blessings, even by just laying out in the moon, just taking time, that grounding. It's it's so healing. It's so healing, and most so close. <laughs> so. Yeah, they, uh, the inner planets, uh, obviously the moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars are considered our personal planets and affect us more personally than the outer planets, which take a lot longer to go around the sun, are considered more the world planets. They have more of an effect uh, worldwide and um, generational than the, the, the personal planets do. So that's why things like Merc uh, Pluto going retrograde, uh, you'll see more things possibly out in the world than um, you would personally. Although it can also have personal influences too, because we're a reflection of our environment, right? 
Yeah. Well, and uh, just looking at what was in the sky when we had COVID going and everything else. And, I mean, Pluto, we had Pluto, Kronos, and (laughs) we had, like, three of the three of the gods and their father in the sky. You know, it's like, Saturn okay, was the other one. Oh, down. So, so, so think about it. 2020 was ruled basically by Capricorn and Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Mm-hmm. So Saturn is restrictions, right? Yeah. So, and reckoning. And, <laughs> and uh, it, Capricorn rules finances and financial institutions and the patriarchy so this is the basically the last gasp of that before shifting into the Aquarian energy of this year. This year is definitely ruled by Aquarius, which is ruled by Uranus, the innovator. <laughs> yeah, hence why we have him and hanging out in Taurus for the next few years, right? <laughs> yeah, to, to kind of bring things down to earth. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm getting they, the chills that whole time you were talking because yeah, that's how so we, we are, we've shifted from this Capricorn patriarchal energy into this Aquarian energy of change. Uh, the good side of, of Aquarius is, is still um, structure, but it is from the ground up instead of from the top down. And I think that is... Uh, it's humanitarian, you know, uh, Aquarius is the side of the humanitarian. So it's what is best for the, for the common good rather than what's best for the bosses. Yeah. So a uh, big shift of energy. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be easy though, right? Well, you know, some of the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And change isn't always, you know, sometimes it's a cha-cha, two steps yeah. forward, one step back, you know, yeah. Um, Uranus doesn't always think before it reacts to, you know, creates change um, sometimes before we're ready for it. And we have to kind of take a step back and then say, wait a minute, let's try this again a different way. Yeah. So we live in interesting I, times. Yeah. I've actually, I think my, it's been about a month, month and a half that I, ha- I keep my mod, my motto right now is everything is temporary. Because we get so caught up in this forever, even that conceptual notion, right? Sure. That everything is temporary. Everything. And so the more I say that, the more I appreciate the day. I appreciate all the little parts and don't get caught up in it, right? Worrying right. about the future, worrying about the past because everything's temporary. Good, bad, ugly, great, whatever. And so it really, that's definitely a yoga. Sure a yoga thought, a, a yoga belief is that everything's temporary. And when we do that, we release those shackles of right. trying to control because control is just a false sense, right? Exactly. The only thing you can control is your reaction. And sometimes not even that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a false sense that we can always, right? <laughs> yeah, that is very true. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, I was wondering, do you have your cards? Would you like to pull a card for the collective as we're sitting here talking about the impacts that we, our energies have and the energies around us? I am using the cat tarot. Oh, yes, you and your cats. (laughs) You and my cats. Yep, I'm using, I, I go back and forth between two different cat decks. 
both of which were gifts, which was really nice. Uh, people know me, <laughs> they know that I love the kitties. Uh, so the card I'm pulling for today, oh, wonderful, is the star. Oh, perfect. <laughs> exactly, of course it is. Uh, the star is about balance, it's about healing. Uh, it's a reminder to feed both the physical and the spiritual and uh, that we always have access to that divine energy. So that's a really good card. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you so, so very much. And I'm gonna go ahead and oh, send out big healing prayers to everyone anywhere that's listening. And I just can't thank you enough for your knowledge and your your plethora of information. <laughs> <laughs> I know, sometimes I have way too much. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me to be here. I hope to see you soon. Yes, yes.